for another episode of Library Gals Go to the Library, where your favorite bookworms give our recommendations from the Delaware County District Library. So don't worry, we'll help you find something new to get lost in. and happy June. We are back with another episode of Library Gals Go to the Library. And today we have a special guest with us. We have Shannon here. Shannon is the teen librarian at the Delaware branch, but I bet you've seen Shannon around at other branches as well. How you doing today, Shannon? Hello, I am good, Katie. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us and being our guest today. We're Mm -hmm. happy to have you. Mm -hmm. And we are talking about reads for Pride Month this month. It is June. And we have some recommendations for teens and adults. Um, Would you like to talk to us a little bit about Pride and what the library has out for Pride this month? Sure. Uh, So... Pride Month is celebrating the LGBTQIA plus community, which uh, is a long acronym and it's always growing, but mm-hmm. it is important to remember all of the letters. They all stand for uh, something different and different people in the community. So um, it is worth saying them all. Yes. <laughs> um, Pride Month is celebrated in June, in case you aren't aware, just a little, a little history Pride Month is celebrated in June to um, honor the Stonewall Uprising, mm-hmm. which happened at the Stonewall Inn in New York City in 1969. It was June 28th. Uh, look that up if you don't know the history. Um, it was the Stonewall Inn was a, a bar, and um, you know police came to it and. Stonewall Stonewall Inn was a popular but kind of underground gay club, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. And you know, in the '60s, it was not uh, an open time mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the gay community, so the the Stonewall Inn was raided by police, and right. people so, were arrested. Mm-hmm. Bricks were thrown. That's a big thing, um, and it, it's just one of the moments in LGBT history that is kind of really began the like gay rights movement mm-hmm. in the United States. So that's why we call it like Pride and why um, Stonewall is mentioned so often because of those because of that uprising in June 1969. Mm-hmm. So the library celebrates Pride Month just like we do a lot of other um, historical months throughout the year like Black History Month, Women's History Month. We just celebrated in May. It was um, Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. So Mm -hmm. we celebrate a lot of different things like that. So uh, Pride Month is no different. We want to recognize that community and the uh, the role that they have played in history, um, the role that they are still playing in our current society. And we have displays in the library. We have, um, I think, three of them up at the Delaware Main Branch, and I know the other branches have some, too. Yeah. One of the ones we have in Delaware is, like, a history of the Pride flag. Oh, cool. Which is really interesting. It's actually someone, um, not a library staff member, someone from the outside actually booked our display case, and they put up uh, just, like, the different... The different kinds of pride flags, if you are at all familiar, there is more than just the, 
you know, the standard rainbow. There's the progress pride flag, which includes like for people of color and trans, and then also sometimes the intersex symbol. Uh, there's also just, you know, the different, like I said, the different letters mm-hmm. in the acronym right. <laughs> all kind of have their own flag as well. So there's a lot of history and a lot to learn about that in particular. So I'm I'm a fan of that display. That's really cool. It's mm-hmm. a cool topic to, to have on display. That is something that I don't think people know a lot about or, or could I, like myself included, could learn more about mm-hmm. the history of the flag and that there are different representations yes. uh, included there. Yes. So, yeah, visit one of your library locations. I know the Orange Branch also has LGBTQIA plus displays out. And we also included um, book lists there for Mm -hmm. adult fiction, adult nonfiction, and adult graphic novels. Um, So if you would like to look for a title there that that kind of fits your reading mood. There are tons of different recommendations there, uh, and and you can check it out or ask a staff member to help you find something else that you might be interested in. And we are going to talk today about a couple specific titles that we recommend. And so I will let Shannon take it away with some stuff she's been reading, and then I have a few recommendations for you as well. What have you been reading, Shannon? So I have been reading a lot, always. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and um, per- particularly when I read, like, LGBTQIAP plus stories, I um, gravitate towards the young adult books, of course, as mm-hmm. a teen librarian. Um, but I also, you know, I enjoy that kind of coming-of-age storyline. So that's what a lot of these are that I'm recommending here. And the the... The one that I have been the most excited about lately is an author named Alice Oseman, which people might recognize if they're familiar at all with the Heartstopper series. Okay. I'm not familiar with that one. <laughs> Heartstopper is a graphic graphic novel series. There are four volumes out, and then volume five comes out in 2023. Okay. And it was just... It just was released as a Netflix show. Oh. So there's one season, which I think is the first two volumes of the graphic novel that just came out on Netflix. And it is such a cute series. (laughs) It is a a boy meets boy romance. Um, And, of course, they have their challenges, but it is also, like, just very happy Mm -hmm. and very, like, wholesome. It just gives you a lot of good feelings instead of, you know, a lot of LGBT stories can be very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is one that is not sad. Not that, like I said, not that they don't have their sad moments, but overall it's it's just a very cute story. And it has great representation, not just in the main couple. Okay. The So the, you know, the main characters are Charlie and Nick. Charlie is a gay boy. And then Nick is actually thinks he's straight, <laughs> and then he kind of figures out through the course of the story that he's actually bi. Okay. Uh, so, And th- those are the two boys. And then, you know, they have friends who are lesbians. They have a trans friend. They have um, asexual friends. They have um, just a lot of representation on the, the LGBT spectrum. And they also cover other representations that I think are important, mental health, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, and eating disorder. So there's a lot a lot of good stuff in this series. The The graphic novels are great. You can read them quickly, and the show is great. And it was renewed, I think, for two more seasons. Oh, cool. So I love Heartstopper. I recommend it to everyone. It's Yeah, it's one of my favorites right now. And then um, 
the same author, Alice Oseman, just released another book. This is not a graphic novel. It's just a YA fiction okay. called Loveless. And this is about a girl named Georgia who um, she's finishing her senior year of high school, getting ready to go to college, and she's never kissed anyone. She's never had a significant other, and she's trying to figure out why that is. And she goes to college and kind of figures out that uh, she's actually on the asexual spectrum. Okay. So is exploring that and her learning what that means for her and learning how, like, just because, you know, she identifies as an ace person doesn't mean that she is without love, doesn't mean that she is loveless, as okay. the title says. So, and I've been really excited about that one because I feel like asexual identities haven't been explored in any kind of media yeah. so much as others. So I think that's a that was a really great one as well. So those are my Alice Oseman recommendations. Excellent. Yes. Uh, Heartstoppers is definitely going on my list. That sounds yes. really great. And I didn't even know it was a show, so now I have something yes. to follow up with, too. Yes, and it is... Um, Alice Oseman is British. Okay. So the books... Her books have, like, come out in um, the UK already, so it takes them a little bit longer to come here. But then they're set in... In England, too. It. So, also, the TV show is British. So, that's kind of fun, too, if <laughs> you're into bonus. that. Yeah. Yes, I love British TV already. So, I'm doubly on board. I yes. love it. That sounds awesome. Well, do you have anything else you want to recommend? I mean, I feel like we could probably talk about books all day. Yes. Yeah. So, if you have anything else, why don't you let us know? Uh, another one that I just read, I actually listened to, if you're into audiobooks, is it's called All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson. Okay. It is a memoir manifesto, so it's nonfiction. I just listened to that on a road trip last week, and it was a really great, really great story uh, about someone, you know, and he's... Um, a black man. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that it covers, you know, that intersectionality of being gay and also black. So I think that's an excellent read for the month of June, especially because we also have Juneteenth later this month. Mm-hmm. And it was it's really always interesting to hear someone's actual life story, right? And so he's he grew up in the South and um was trying to figure out his sexuality, as, you know, as, like I said, as both gay and black, mm-hmm. and deals with, you know, some family struggles and friend struggles, and um, it's just, it was really interesting. It was a great read, to a great listen, I should say, mm-hmm. if you are, you know, interested in nonfiction at all, um, I highly recommend. It definitely got me in my feelings a little bit. <laughs> nice. It had Excellent. some of the more, some of the sad parts of... Especially because he grew up, like, um, 80s, 90s, so mm-hmm. it was, you know, uh, not as, not like today, where yeah. there were there were harder struggles, and it touches a little bit on, like, the AIDS crisis, so it's it's a good, good read. Excellent. I'm actually going to throw in here a recommendation that may pair well with that one. Are mm-hmm. you familiar with Saeed Jones? Yes, I am. So, Saeed Jones has a memoir as well called How We Fight for Our Lives. If you don't follow Saeed Jones on Twitter, I highly mm-hmm. recommend this Twitter yes. follow. Uh, I'll read you the publisher description here. The publishers usually do a better job than I do <laughs> on on titles like these. So um, for How We Fight for Our Lives, this tells the story of a young black gay man from the South as he fights to carve out a place for himself within his family within his country, within his own hopes, desires, and fears. Through a series of vignettes that chart a course across the American landscape, 
Jones draws readers into his boyhood and adolescence, into tumultuous relationships with his mother and grandmother, into passing flings with lovers, friends, and strangers. Each piece builds into a larger examination of race and queerness, power and vulnerability, love and grief, a portrait of what we all do for one another and to one another as we fight to become ourselves. I had the chance to see Saeed Jones speak at a library convention. Were you able, were you at OLC? No, I wasn't there. Saeed was a a speaker at one of the state library conventions last year and was such a dynamic and enigmatic speaker who also kind of gave librarians in the room a call to action when it came Mm -hmm. to supporting and promoting intersectional worlds, intersectional writing, and truly, you know, promoting uh, unheard voices mm-hmm. and and I, I I personally haven't read it but I do follow Saeed Jones on Twitter and and seeing Saeed speak was really powerful mm-hmm. and uh, I think it sounds like it would be a good companion yeah. to All Boys Aren't Blue. I follow him on Twitter as well. Yes. He has a dog named Caesar who uh, I love. Yes. <laughs> and and is also local to the Columbus area. Yes. So so a local author as well or, or yes. local geographically ish. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, do you have any more uh, recommendations for us? My the last one on my list, I wanted to throw in um, a science fiction. Uh, because, of course, it's also important to have, you know, this representation in fantasy, sci-fi kind mm-hmm. of stories. Uh, one that I read within the last year was called The Darkness Outside Us by Elliot uh, Schriefer. It's a, a young adult uh, science fiction novel. It is about two boys who are on a spaceship. They are going to a new planet to see if it's inhabitable okay. for Earth, for humans. And... They things are just not quite how it seems mm-hmm. for them. Okay, <laughs> and they are from like different countries. It's kind of like I don't know that I don't. I think it's it kind of implied that like one is like from the United States or like a future version of the United States, and one is from a future version of like Russia. Okay, because the the competing nations are like we both have to send someone into space, right? And so it's the they're they're not exactly friends. They're mm-hmm. kind of enemies on the spaceship, going to you know check out a new planet. So. It kind of has a little bit of the enemies to lovers thing. Got it. And then also being in, you know, the middle of space and figuring out things that they think are happening that aren't quite happening. You know, they don't have the full story. So. Okay. And are so they the good. only ones on the ship? They are the only ones, oh. except for, like, an AI. Okay, so they're basically, like, trapped also. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, that sounds great. What was that one called again? The Darkness Outside Us. Awesome. It was one of the Stonewall... Like honor books this okay. year for teens. Cool, mm-hmm. excellent. Uh, well, I also have a recommendation for a more on the fantasy side, and I'm wondering if you have read this. Did you read The House in the Cerulean Sea? I love. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. good. So this is considered <laughs> an adult fiction title, but I think teens, even uh, middle it's school, appropriate could read for it. teens. Yeah, middle school appropriate. Um, I will say, for me, it had a slow start. I don't know if you felt the same. But it is about uh, Linus Baker, who essentially works an administrative job in this um, office where he um, checks in on orphanages to make sure that kids are being treated well, are, are okay, and that the orphanage is doing all the administrative things correctly. So it's kind of a boring desk job, mm-hmm. but he is sent out to, um, by extremely upper management, which I also think is funny, <laughs> he's sent out to Marseilles Island, 
where six dangerous children live, and he has to determine whether or not these quote-unquote dangerous children are going to bring about the end of the world. Uh, It's really a remarkable book in how it handles differences between any kind of person by making the children characters, you know, they're essentially cartoonish versions of of powers or um, uh, things they have. They're kind of like X-Men children mm-hmm. where they yeah. can, like, burst into flames or become invisible. They all are something different, they're yeah. all something very different, and Linus tries to keep professional, but slowly as the book goes on, he learns more about these kids. Mm-hmm. And the... Um, the person who's running the orphanage, Arthur Parnassus, is very protective of the kids, but also gives them a very loving home and takes good care of them and is very uh, concerned with what will happen to them. And throughout the story, Linus and Arthur develop a relationship. And while I said it takes a little bit of time to get into, it's absolutely worth it for the payoff. I thought it was so sweet, the relationship yeah. between the two of them. And the thing I really like about this was how family is defined and it's all about building your own family when you're found family, family yeah. found family exactly building your own community mm-hmm. uh, if you're born family might not be uh, working out for you mm-hmm. so that one uh, is house and Street that one Z. is like like Heartstopper. I feel like it's just such a feel good book like yes. it just, oh, just <laughs> it makes you cry but like in the best way <laughs> yes <laughs> <You know>? exactly <laughs> it's so true we're just like oh, oh it's just so sweet like yeah. everything about it it's just so adorable and I have a couple other recommendations here um, it's summer reading time so I thought I would do a few fun light romances um, or just lighter summer reads that you can grab and sit by the pool or out on a blanket in the park. Um, The first one is The Gunkle is a great poolside read. Um, The story goes, this is Patrick or, quote, gay Uncle Patrick, which is shortened to Gup, has always loved his niece Maisie and nephew Grant. That is, he loves spending time with them when they come out to Palm Springs for week-long visits or when he heads home to Connecticut for the holidays. But in terms of caretaking and relating to two children, no matter how adorable, Patrick is honestly overwhelmed. So when tragedy strikes and Maisie and Grant lose their mother and Patrick's brother has a health crisis of his own, Patrick finds himself suddenly taking on the primary role of gu- the role of primary guardian. Despite having a set of, quote, gunkle rules ready to go, Patrick has no idea what to expect, having spent years barely holding on after the loss of his great love, a somewhat stalled acting career, and a lifestyle not so suited to a six- and nine-year-old. Quickly realizing the parenting, even if temporary, isn't solved with treats or jokes, Patrick's eyes are open to a new sense of responsibility— and the realization that sometimes even being larger than life means you are unfailingly human. So that is the gunkle, and I think everyone should add that to their summer reading list. I know mm-hmm. it's going on mine. It's yeah. one that I've wanted to read for a yeah. long time, and I think now is the time to do it. And then also a title that has been recommended to me by Amari, who works at the Orange Branch, is Boyfriend Material by Alexis J. Hall. Have you heard of Boyfriend Material? I have, yeah. yeah. It's another one where you see the cover and mm-hmm. immediately it's it just looks like a great read and, again, a good summer romance. Uh, Luke O'Donnell is tangentially and reluctantly famous. 
His rock star parents split when he was young, and the father he's never met spent the next 20 years cruising in and out of rehab. Now that his dad's making a comeback, Luke's back in the public eye, and one compromising photo is enough to ruin everything. To clean up his image, Luke, Luke has to find a nice, normal relationship. And Oliver Blackwood is as nice and normal as they come. He's a barrister, an ethical vegetarian, and he's never inspired a moment of scandal in his wife. In other words, perfect boyfriend material. Unfortunately, apart from being gay, single, and really, really in need of a date for a big event, <laughs> Luke and Oliver have nothing in common. So they strike a deal to be public publicity-friendly, fake boyfriends until the dust settled. Then they can go about their separate ways and pretend it never happened. But the thing about fake dating is that it can feel a lot like real dating. That sounds so cute. Oh, yes. Love the fake dating trope. Absolutely. <laughs> Always yes. fun. The forced boyfriend into real boyfriend or yeah. fake wife or whatever it is. I think that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we have some good recommendations here and some some uh, great summer reads that really represent a lot across the spectrum of LGBTQIA plus Mm -hmm. communities, intersectionality, and we've got a lot of great authors here. If you want to read any of these or you want to check out something of your own, you can stop in to visit the library, pick up one of those book lists, and make sure you check out the Pride Flag History Display at the Delaware Main Branch. Anything mm-hmm. else you'd like to add for our listeners, Shannon? Uh, I think that's it. I mean, if I can recommend LGBT books forever. So uh-huh. <laughs> if anyone wants to reach out to me specifically, you can do that. Uh, my name is Shannon Schilling at the Delaware Main Branch. If you just come in and ask for me, I am happy to help with that. So Awesome. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Well, thanks for coming in, and we will talk to you soon. Join us next time on Library Gals. Go to the library where we geek out about books, movies, and more. You can email us your questions, comments, or concerns, any feedback you like, at libraryguys at delawarelibrary.org. To check out all the digital resources mentioned in today's episode, or to request any items for your reading, viewing, or listening pleasure, visit DelawareLibrary.org. We'll see you soon.